Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1427 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to set your skills on fire? Because I am committed to staying cutting edge personally with new opportunities like the Snapchats and the Facebook Lives and the Instagrams, you name it. I teach at Fire Nation at skillsonfire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Jay Akunzo. Jay, are you prepared to ignite? Well, I'm sitting on a barrel of TNT in this room, and I have a coyote outside the door with a plunger, so heck yes. (laughs) Jay makes stuff to help makers. He's most known as host and creator of Unthinkable, the podcast that shares the eye-opening stories of craft and creativity in business. He's an ex-Googler, ex-startuper, and current VP of content at NextView, a C-stage VC firm in Boston and NYC. Jay, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse to your personal life. Yeah, sounds good. So uh, that entirely sums up my career. I like to make stuff for other makers. I'll give you a really quick story that I think will help people understand where I'm coming from and maybe relate to me a little bit. So I started my career at Google, like you mentioned, and one day someone sent me a YouTube video. Now, this is a big deal because this video was Kid President. I don't know if anyone listening has heard that, JLD. You familiar with Kid President? Amazing, right? I love this video so much. And I ran home that day and I showed it to my friends and I was, I was like hyping it to them. I was selling it as the greatest video that they'd <laughs> ever seen in their lives. And right at the height of their anticipation, they saw a pre-roll ad. And I was like egg all over my face like, oh, wait, uh, okay, well, I promise what I was promising you, the great experience, the great video will happen in 30 seconds. Just just wait for it. And, and I just felt like an ass because <laughs> I'd promised my friend, friend something they wanted, something amazing, and I got not that at all. I got a frustrating experience. However, the first thought in my head was, damn it, Eric. So why did I think, damn it, Eric, when I saw the pre-roll ad? Well, because Eric was my colleague at Google who had sold the YouTube campaign to this particular advertiser, and I recognized it as his client, and I thought, damn it, Eric. And then the worst thought in my entire career hit me like a ton of bricks, which was, wait a second, I have the same job at Google that Eric has. So that means someone somewhere was like cursing the name of the person responsible for a terrible experience <laughs> in their day, and that person didn't know it, but I was responsible for that frustration they were feeling. Uh, and so I quit. You know, I've been thinking about leaving and going to a startup and building something people actually want, but I quit because I, I was just sick of trying to force people into wanting stuff, and I wanted to make people actually, uh, or make stuff people actually wanted. So that was a big moment in my career. And hopefully that story, uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that sentiment. Yeah, I love that. I just love when people actually find their gift and then find a way to f- infuse passion into that gift and go forward with that. And Jay, that kind of sounds like the route that you took. I mean, you had to you know, do your thing. I mean, you had to actually live in the world and work and, and grow experience to find out what those pain points were that you wanted to serve, but you did. And now here you are today. And speaking of today, I mean, you're the current VP of content at Next View. So let's get specific. Within that role and within whatever you have going on else in your life, how do you generate revenue for your business, for yourself? Yeah, sure. I'll give listeners a really quick uh, look at the next few things really, really briefly, and then I'll talk about revenue on Unthinkable. So uh, as VP of content, really the name of the job is platform, but I didn't use that because no one knows what the hell that means outside of VC. But it's this massive trend that uh, I was fortunate to be really early on here at NextView. Basically, platform is supporting startups and entrepreneurs in ways that stem beyond capital and advice. So as a seed fund, 
We're all about traction. Our capital helps you with that. Our advice helps you with that. Our intros. So I create a ton of content, our podcast, our blog and resources and more. Um, Most of it's public. Some of it's for our portfolio only, but it's all around that same idea. Whatever you're going through, you're going from zero to one at the seed stage. So how can we create systematic uh, programs to help startups gain initial traction? And the good news is lots of firms have started hiring a similar role. I was very early. I think I had three or four conversations when I started at NextView with my peers. Now it's a massive trend. That's a beautiful world for entrepreneurs, I think, because now you have all these VCs trying to out-help each other instead of you know out-chess beat each other. Uh, and so the entrepreneur wins. So I love, love, love that. Now, are you a personal investor in any of these companies that are startups? No, I'm not. Uh, you know, someday, maybe. But right now, I actually don't have aspirations to move over to the partner track or do any investments. I love to create. I love what I do day to day. And I love building my uh, my company on the side. So it's given me all the joy in the world. So I'm not looking to uh, stray from that. Yeah, very cool. I remember uh, for a while, Tim Ferriss was doing a lot of angel investing and doing that such. And he just found that it was like, it got too much for him. He had to step back from the table for a while and kind of reevaluate how he wanted to proceed if he does even want to. So it is a different game, you know, once you put your money and it's involved and then you start getting all that information. So uh, definitely something you want to be thinking about, Fire Nation, if you want to learn more, go down that road. It's an interesting road, a lot of opportunities and not just injecting your money into companies like, you know, Jay has another opportunity, you know, that he does that's completely different, but just fulfills him in a powerful way. Now, Jay, let's talk about your journey as an entrepreneur to date. I mean, you've had the ups and the downs. Let's talk about the lowest of the low. Take us to your worst (laughs) entrepreneurial moment and tell us that story. I'll go back to another startup. We were about a Series A startup, this this past company, um, and uh, I was preparing this big presentation to my team. And as head of the team, I was trying to both inspire and inform them. And I'll, I'll walk you through why I, I think I did neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I thought I had this big, unique insight, and uh, I was wrong. Basically, I was trying to figure out our reader behavior. We were a media startup, just like Unthinkable, my, my current side business is a, is a content brand. It was a media startup I was working for. And I was trying to get um, more insight to my team about what it takes to get a loyal reader to the site. Not just clicks and page views and all that stuff, but how do you get depth of a relationship with a reader? And so I dove into Google Analytics and I was looking at time on site and repeat visitors. And I was looking at our subscriber data separately from that. And I found this chart in, in, in Google Analytics that basically broke down visitors by number of times they came to the site. So, so picture two axes. The, the vertical was like number of times you visited, one, two, three, et cetera. And then the horizontal was like the number of people that had visited the site that many times. So you had all these blue bars running horizontally out of the numbers of times people visited. And I thought I found this like golden insight because when the vertical axis went from nine visits to 10 to 15, it was one bucket, 10 to 15 visitors, the bar got huge. And I was like, aha, lots of people who visit more than 10 times become super loyal. Look at all these people. There's a dearth of people in the seven, eight, nine visit range, but all of a sudden it jumps when it hits 10 to 15. And I was like, guys, we have to optimize everything we do to get people to visit our site 10 times because look at this, this triggers this awesome behavior. Well, here's what was wrong with that. Google Analytics showed one visit, two visit, three visit, all the way through nine visit as separate entities, but then they grouped together 10 through 15 as one bar. So it wasn't this like magical tipping point. It just showed you an aggregate of six different numbers. 
<laughs> and as soon as I presented it to the team, I knew it was wrong. Like as soon as the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like presenting it with total confidence and really excited and, you know, so it dawned upon you during oh your my presentation. God, yeah. <laughs> so here's my lesson from that. Like first, practice your presentation, especially if it's a big one. Um, but really second and more so, bet on your strengths. So I am not a very data-driven quant type guy. I'm really good at the qual. I'm very good at understanding people and users uh, and, and experience and content and story, things that people love. But I'm pretty bad at trying to dive way deep into the data and parse meaning. And, and I'm much better at hiring to complement that skill um, than I am trying to fake it. So that was just like, I felt like such an idiot. I sat down afterwards <laughs> and I was just like red in the face and oh my God, thank God the CEO went right after me. And cause he's a, was a loud guy and he could like maybe take some of the attention away from me, but oh, oh man. I hear you. And that's kind of the one thing, Fire Nation, I do want to latch onto with what Jay said is he should have been focusing on his strengths. And that's what we as entrepreneurs need to realize is say, hey, let me sit down and actually like figure out what I'm good at, you know, what I'm excited about, what I'm passionate about. Because if I'm good at something and I'm also excited and passionate about it, then guess what? I'm probably going to be pretty good at it. And like if I can be pretty good to great to, you know, amazing, like that's what the world needs. The world doesn't need an okay quant guy, you know, like Jay was an okay quant guy and then he made that mistake. I mean, that's just never going to go. So you got to find people to fill in your spaces where you're just not good and you focus on your greatness, amplify that. Now, Jay, that gave you an aha moment of uh, epic proportion, so to speak, but you've had a lot of those. So take us to one of your greatest aha moments to date and tell us that story. So I'd gone to work for a big company and I really didn't enjoy it, not because of the company necessarily, but because I just realized that big companies aren't for me. And uh, when I left that company, I launched a personal blog as I was figuring out what was next for me. This is before I joined NextView. And I named my blog Sorry for Marketing because I'd been in marketing technology companies my whole career. And I just wanted to be completely and brutally honest about how I was feeling. So the posts I wrote there spoke to this idea of, you know, there's a better way to do marketing. You can be audience first and content first and story first. But I was just completely and brutally honest in everything about that side blog. And it was like the fifth or sixth side blog I'd ever launched. And it was the first one ever that actually started to gain audience and get subscribers and get shares and get me featured in other places and I was like, oh my God, I need to pursue this feeling of just being completely and brutally honest in my work because it's actually resonating with other people. It's not so scary once you start to do that. Um, and good things started happening. I got invitations to speak and to guest write. Um, I started doing this on Snapchat and I was just goofy and honest and myself. And, you know, my strategy is just to have fun and just be a person. And people actually want to hear me say there's some kind of deeper strategy and I'm looking for an ROI, but really I'm just trying to be myself more in more of my projects. Um, and then with Unthinkable, this, this content brand that I have, it's this like huge, bright, loud flare gun of honesty from me, like to the world. And it's gotten more depth of reaction and, and also breadth than anything I've ever launched. And so this aha moment really came from just me blatantly saying to the world on my personal blog what I thought about the marketing industry and my own career in it, and good things started to happen. What I think is so important about this message day that you're sharing right now is that we have to find our voice as entrepreneurs. And it wasn't just like Jay could have been like, oh my God, I wish I would have realized this like you know a year ago or two years ago or the first blog that I did. 
it's just not like that. It's not that easy. It's not just like you can just say, okay, I'm going to start now and like just be me and just be my voice. It takes time. Like Jay had to go through struggling to find his voice to actually find his voice. Now, of course, it's going to come a lot quicker when you can just put aside all of those things that we have, you know, that imposter syndrome in our head that's just saying like, who are you to write these words or to create this podcast and just say, hey, I'm going to be me. So just know these things, Finish. And this is what I want you to really be taking away from what Jay's sharing. Number one, you want to find your voice. But number two, know it's going to take time. It's going to take a struggle, but you will get there. But you've got to keep doing the thing to move towards finding your voice. And number three, it's going to, you're going to get there a lot quicker if you're just you. If you're just open, honest, transparent, goofy, whoever, whatever it is that you are. If you're serious, just be serious. Like whatever it is that you are, be yourself. Because whether it's writing, whether it's audio, whether it's video, we as humans can just understand and recognize authenticity. And that's what we want in this world. So Jay, Amen. that's my big takeaway, brother. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? I just think that when you, it's so wonderful that we can measure and document and share everything in this world because we can get better information more quickly. But that doesn't mean that you should try to imitate or become some idea of success. Because when you try to like attack what looks like success or what other people say is success, you very rarely get it yourself. And even if you do, it's going to feel a lot more hollow. So, you know, for me, yes, find your voice. Yes, it's, it's difficult, especially when you're writing or doing creative work like I am. But honestly, think about it as a body of work trumping any one project that you do. You need to figure out yeah, the voice and, and my calling is for me making stuff for other makers, but all that doesn't matter. What matters is that I'm trying to build myself a body of work because the more you ship your work, the more you find your voice, the more you start to get subscribers, all the things you want as byproducts, as signal that you're doing a good job creating a body of work, the more that stuff happens. So that's the big thing is, is ship a lot of work. The more you ship your work, the quicker you'll find your voice. I mean, that is so true, Fire Nation. Now, Jay, What's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I think I'm pretty bad at, and I learned this through two big company stops, is I'm bad at running a repeatable machine. I could maybe get good at it, um, but I dislike it a lot. I'm really good at building it. I'm, I'm really good at saying, you know, I don't know what the machine will be, but let me spin up a couple of cogs and cranks and test it out. Um, but once it's up and running, I suck at saying, well, this is now my gear to spin and I just need to figure out a more efficient way to spin it um, because I get bored or I get frustrated or I start chasing the shiny. So I'm more of a builder than I am a maintainer, I guess. What's your biggest strength? So I've been in this content world for a little while now, um, and I've noticed a lot of people like to take shortcuts and hollow out the stuff inside the content. I'm really good at that part. I think the way I sum it up is I'm really, really good at making something both nutritious and delicious in a world where people err on one side or the other. If you're a business blogger, for example, it's smart information. Great, but it sucks to read. Or your BuzzFeed. It's fun to read. Great, but it's worthless information. I'm really good at marrying the two and like producing work that had, adds actual value to you, but is a delight to consume at the same time. So nutritious and delicious content, I think, is, uh, is my big strength. No, I love that phrase, nutritious and delicious. And now, Jay, <laughs> you have a lot of things going on that you're excited about. I mean, we actually met in person at last year's Content Marketing World and just like your energy, your passion. I mean, it's contagious. So what are you fired up about right now today? I'm fired up about this huge, I think, inflection point in my career, but something I've been working on for a few months. It's finally coming to fruition. I call it the content IP or intellectual property behind making unthinkable my show. So we took this hiatus and we're actually at the time that you and I are speaking now in the middle of the hiatus. We come back end of August. 
But content IP, think of it as a rundown of how do you write a show consistently. The Daily Show has this. Sitcoms have this. This American Life, the podcast has this. But I have now this framework for building a a repeatable process and a show that doesn't feel rote. It helps me be more creative. It helps me sprint faster and experiment and improve quality of product. And to me, it's unbelievable that um, the speed and the quality were both enabled by coming up with this rundown. So I call it the, the content IP. It's, you know, if I get hit by a bus, somebody could step in and hopefully build a really good show in my stead, or if I want to bring in someone to co-host or replace me someday or whatever. But it's getting beyond just intuition as the driver of a good episode for Unthinkable and getting to like the spine of what makes a good episode every single week. Fire Nation, speaking of good episodes, we have some good content coming up in the lightning round, so don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. Are you stuck for ideas on how to create an amazing logo, website design, or social media background? Let's face it, for some of us, design just isn't our expertise. Luckily, I've got just the place, Design Crowd. Design Crowd helps startups and small businesses crowdsource custom graphics, logos, and web designs from designers around the world. In just four steps, you'll be rocking your new custom graphics. Step one, post a brief that describes the design that you need. Step two, Design Crowd will invite its 500,000 designers to respond. Step three, within hours, you'll receive your first design and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. Step four, pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code FIRE when posting your project on DesignCrowd. I remember launching eofire.com back in June of 2012. That was such an exciting day. And I also remember the site being down for several hours when one of the servers crashed at the hosting company I was using. Yikes, that was not an exciting day. If you're a small business owner, digital entrepreneur, or freelancer, visit hostpapa.com slash fire to check out what our friends at Hostpapa have to offer. And because they're fans of this podcast, they're offering our listeners 15% off new shared hosting accounts. Just enter our code FIRE at checkout for a 15% discount. That's hostpapa.com papa.com slash fire and use the code fire to get 15% off powerful, reliable and secure website hosting for small business owners just like you. Jay, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's do it, man. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I don't really want to build what the sexy startup world seems to be today. Even though I work in tech VC, I don't really want to build a software company. And it took me a while to come to terms with that. I like content. I like media. I like story and creativity. And, and being an entrepreneur in that is, is super murky. I think it's always murky in every entrepreneurial endeavor. But more so than, I think, building software is this idea of, like, how do you build a life when all you want to do is create interesting content for others? So that held me back for a long time. And um, it feels liberating, honestly, to get over that. What's the best advice you've ever received? The caveat is the easiest way to improve your writing is, of course, to write more. But beyond that, um, read everything that you're writing softly out loud to yourself. You'll be amazed at what you find. Your writing will get so much better. Read what you're writing very softly out loud and you'll become a great writer.
I do that every time when I write my emails. And whenever I do that, I always catch something that like sounds funny or just like spelled wrong or just like isn't right. So it is key, Fire Nation. I love that advice. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? So I tried this recently over the summer and it's starting to work for me, but it's focusing on the one most important thing in a small list of priorities. So I prioritize family, fitness, unthinkable, and next view. And then I have one big goal for each, the most important thing. So for instance, with family, no phone during dinner, with unthinkable, hitting a target time for scripting an episode. These are small and attainable. And the goal is to keep changing them and pushing them further out once I reach them. Um, But it's about small, repeatable steps in the right direction that I can actually attain and matching that with extreme focus. So the one big thing, I kind of call it that. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Yeah, it goes into my personal habits. So it's an app, free app, I believe, called Self-Control App. And it looks like a little spade with a skull on it. I got it on uh, my desktop right now. Do you? Awesome. Oh, yeah. So good, right? So uh, really quickly, for people who are unfamiliar with it, you basically have a blacklist of URLs. So for me, it's like ESPN, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. And you put a timer over the top. And when you hit start, you cannot access those URLs. So it forces you to focus. And it also helps you see your bad behavior. So I'll go to Twitter with self-control running in the background and it'll say it's down. And my first thought isn't, oh, right, I should get back to work. It's, wait, is Twitter down? And then I'll go to (laughs) Facebook and ESPN and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it again. I'm running through the same URLs. It's not down, it's me blocking it. And so now I've not only prevented myself from accessing that stuff and getting lost in it, but I'm I'm stepping outside of my day-to-day and I'm actually able to see my behaviors and and change them. So I love that app, self-control app. Yeah, and you literally can't get on those for the amount of time that you do. Like, I just did like a test one day for like 15 minutes for Gmail. And then I was like, okay, like, I get it. It works. Now I got to like write an email. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I literally can't get on Gmail for the next 14 minutes now. Like, restarting, nothing, like nothing works. It's awesome. No, it's awesome. And, and, and I bet, you know, JLD, you probably experienced this too. You get lost in your work. Oh. And so now you're actually, the timer's up, but you're still going. Still you're going. Still not on the distractions. The momentum. Yeah. Like, if you can just start. Totally. Like I love when Ernest Hemingway says he would always finish the day's work prior with a half-finished sentence. So he just sits down, he just finishes the last sentence from the day before, which he knew how he was going to finish that, but that just got him going because it's all about momentum. If you could recommend just one book, Jay, what would it be and why? This might be a little weird, but any collection at all of Calvin and Hobbes comics. Favorites. So good, right? (laughs) So uh, I think people today are all go, 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 especially entrepreneurs. We love finding shortcuts and hacks. And that's kind of the culture which has good and bad to it. But I think it's important to ask and think about like the big emotional questions and really pause a moment to think. And I think you get better creatively. Your subconscious helps you solve harder problems. But these collections are like exactly that pace. Um, They have a surprising amount of depth. They help you kind of contemplate the bigger things out of a comic strip. Um, And then on face value, they're just like hilarious, awesome storytelling and and copy and and drawing. So I can't recommend Calvin and Hobbes (laughs) enough. Jay, this is the last question, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is this laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I literally can't think of doing anything else but making Unthinkable. Hopefully listeners see that and hear that in my voice and the way I approach the show and the community. But 
uh, you know, I'd find the first handful of people that I knew and I'd grab them and be like, I'm making this thing. Come help me make it together. Uh, and then I'd maybe dole out some of the money to help support that or the food that I have. I would, I would go right back to trying to build a community around the same idea. What happens when you follow your creative intuition in business? Jay, let's end today on Fire Brother with a parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you. And then we'll say bye-bye. The guidance is you have to find joy in the process, not the results. And I think, by the way, that gets you better results. So said another way, you got to love the idea of building that body of work as your goal, not one hit piece or project or idea. So if you make the process the point, I think not only do you find more meaning in your life, but you also get end results. Make the process the point. Um, the best way to reach me, you can go to unthinkable.fm. That's the show homepage. It's got all my social profile uh, URLs, as does sorryformarketing.com. That's more personal thoughts and snark. Uh, and I'm all over the place, Snapchat, et cetera. I do a lot of behind the scenes over on Snapchat. Uh, and I do have a gift for everybody Ooh. listening. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that I've been looking at this content IP idea and taking months on end, talking to people, tinkering on things, coming up with how do you not only sustain a quality creative podcast, but grow it and get actual resonance out of your audience, not just empty reach. So a lot of people listening, since it is a podcast, maybe you've thought of it someday. So I want to give away everything I've learned. I I have documented my entire process for writing this very hard to create show that I have. And you can go to URL. It's it's a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly slash fire rundown. And again, this took literally months of my time with my team, getting feedback, months of talking to other people. So hopefully it helps you shortcut that and not copy me wholesale because then we'd have the exact same show, but, <laughs> but borrow lots of it and spend way less time preparing and more time producing it and getting results and talking to customers. So that URL again is bit.ly slash fire rundown. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with JA and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, just type J, J-A-Y, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, time stamped, links galore, it's there. And of course, head over to unthinkable.fm if you want to find out more about Jay's show and that great gift that he has has for you will of course be in the show notes but if you want to go there directly bit.ly slash fire rundown jay thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side my pleasure guys thanks so much for listening hey fire nation hope you enjoyed our chat with jay today quite the inspiring guy And what's also inspiring is mastering productivity, discipline, and focus because that was critical to my success and Self Mastery Journal will guide you there in 100 days. So check it out, selfmasteryjournal.com and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for a powerful web hosting solution and cloud-based productivity tools for your business? Visit hostpapa.com slash fire today and use our exclusive promo code FIRE to save 15% off their shared web hosting packages. That's hostpapa.com slash fire.